if there's no enemy within, then the enemy outside can do you no harm. Welcome to episode two of the Porter Perspective podcast, where we enlighten, empower, educate, and inform on topics around the world. Now, on today's topic, we are focused on Young Thug. See, what we're going to analyze is the power of the tongue. What we speak over our lives has this interesting correlating effect of actually coming to reality. And the decisions that we make have consequences. Now, as disclaimers, number one, as a man, everything that I say is rooted in the betterment and empowerment of who we are as men. It is the goal for us to be accountable for our actions and to recognize the impact of our decisions. It is to caution men to not simply live in the short term. It is about long-term planning. So the reality is that many of us as men have lost our way. We are either lacking guidance or we are misguided. And at some point, there must come a correction. So when I'm speaking, I'm not speaking at you. I'm speaking to you. When I say something, I'm not calling you out. I am calling you up. And everything that happens to us is a life lesson. Whether we take it as good or bad is on us. But everything that happens to us is a life lesson. And at some point, we as leaders in our community must combat the negativity, the foolishness, the tomfoolery that many of us are continuing to engage in because it is detrimental to who we are, not only as men, but it is hurting. It is hindering the progress and the empowerment of who we are as a people. So the name Young Thug. What do you think when you when you hear it? When you hear that name, what do you see? Unintentionally, the first thing that you think about is a young thug. So when we're talking about the power of tongue, how we name, how we present ourselves becomes very critical. So, okay, young thug, got it. But what does a thug do? The very base essence of a thug is to engage in some form of criminality. So now when you're thinking of young thug who has been alleged to commit criminal acts, you have automatically attached him to criminality simply based on his name. Then when you look at the system in and of itself, we understand that the system has been programmed to view certain archetypes of black men as criminals. So if we already have an understanding that the system has been positioned and structured to view black men as criminals, then 
why would we create situations and circumstances to perpetuate criminality that could lead to us never seeing our children again? Never being in control of our own time again. When we wake up, when we go to sleep, what we do, how we move, where we go. Everything changes when you're behind bars. So the first part of this is making sure people understand your name matters. So, okay. Now that you have the name, young thug, let's see. Maybe this is just a character. But see, what happens so often is that it becomes more and more difficult to separate the character from real life. Notice that no one ever calls him Jeffrey Williams. So before we can even get to the charges, I'm still looking at who you are and how you presented yourself. And no matter what you came into this courtroom looking like, the moniker that has been bestowed upon you and that you have made millions of dollars off of is rooted in criminality. Is rooted in street gangs, is rooted in violence. And even though you may make great music from time to time, when you're looking at what's around him, that's where you start to really piece these things apart. So then I say, okay, look, I said maybe this is just a character. This, this doesn't correlate to him engaging into any criminal activity. Well, then you know that there's a bias because now I'm noticing that not only did you get locked up, Gunner got locked up, 26 others got locked up. It's over 50 different charges. It's an 88-page indictment. The people that are around you matter. Because the way that the RICO charges work it doesn't matter if Young Thug directly committed the crime or not. The goal of the DA and that entire legal team is that even if he did not do this directly, indirectly, he was in the position of control of the operations in which he led the criminal behavior. He led others to act like young thugs. This is what the marketing is behind the legal strategy, right? Because what you're doing is you're attempting to perpetuate and buy into the character that he has already presented himself as. So when you're looking at young thug, you say, okay, well, the name is young thug. So I think about young thugs. The people around you, they appear to also be young thugs. The people that are around him, when you look at the other the other 26 people, the, a lot of these individuals have committed a crime before. So these aren't lawyers, doctors, engineers. The majority of these people are from the projects or from the streets are looking to engage or have engaged in that type of criminal behavior. So now I'm noticing that you're guilty by association because the people that are around you are also criminals. They on a second strike. Looking to be their third. So, of course, there comes the cooperation because it's self-preservation at this point. 
everybody swears that they friends until you got to deal with the consequences of your actions. And you realize it's every man for themselves. You only as good to another person as the last time that you fed them. And it's so interesting, just the, the concept of a street code. The concept of a street code is interesting. You can't uphold the law, but you're going to uphold the, a street code. Come on, man. There's no honor amongst thieves. That's the, that's the part that people don't get. There is no honor amongst thieves. So we say, okay, Young Thug, not only is the name having me think of criminality, let me see if he's packaging himself as this. So now I see that the people around him, many of the people around him have engaged in criminality. Not only have these people engaged in criminality, they've engaged into certain crimes that are similar to the crimes that he has been charged with in terms of drug trafficking, in terms of attempted murder or murder, in terms of robbery or like you've engaged into these certain acts in which I can attempt to attach those things to you, young thug. And see, this is why you have to you have to make sure that you're cognizant of who is in your circle and you need to listen. When people are talking, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not always to down you. It's not always to make you feel less than. Sometimes it's just hard. It's just hard knows reality. Clean your circle up. Get around some people that's gonna uplift you, that's gonna push you, that's gonna force you to be better. Get off all that dumb shit. Enough. So now I'm looking, I see that you got these people around you, but what about, do you have any history of violence? They're going to go back to, they're going to start peeling back the layers. And when you start looking at Young Thug, you know that he grew up in the Jonesboro South Projects. Not only did he grow up in the Jonesboro South Projects, immediately when you hear projects, you're thinking about hood. And when you're thinking about the hood, what are you thinking about? Criminality. See, I want, the reason why I'm emphasizing this before we even get to the charges is that I want people to understand the mindset, the psychology behind perpetuating a certain brand. When you buy into that type of brand, you have to be prepared for the consequences that come therefrom. You made millions of dollars buying into this brand and the public bought into it with you at the same time, at the same expense. That lifestyle led to you making certain decisions in which the people around you encourage, engaged in, cooperated with the criminal behavior that they are alluding that you are a part of. So then they start to dissect the group. So you're guilty by association of the people that are around you. They are dissecting the name. They are dissecting the history, the fact that you spent time in a juvenile detention center for a couple of years. And not only that, when you look at the crime, the reason why you were in the juvenile detention center, it was because you broke a teacher's arm. So now they're looking at acts of violence at a young age. And of course, you were a man that was coming into your development. So we understand that there's going to be a level of grace there. So then they say, OK, well, has he done things since then? Well, when I'm watching the videos or I'm seeing certain certain things online 
where you're throwing up alleged gang signs and those gang signs look rather similar to those that are a part of certain gangs. When I see you wearing certain colors and those colors look rather similar to those that are a part of certain gangs. When I see you engaging in quote unquote beef, shooting up tour buses allegedly, now I'm looking at you and I'm evaluating and saying this is a person that seems to have never learned their lesson. So now that I have this impression, what am I marketing to the judge? What am I marketing to the jury? I am marketing the brand of young thug that has engaged in criminality time and time again. And in fact, when you look at the RICO charges, you'll notice that it is between a time period of when? 2013 through 2022. Why is that important? Why is that important? When you start to look at the actual charge itself, right? When you look at the law, I want you to, I want people to hear this and I want people to understand this because this is very, very important in his particular situation. Georgia Code, Title 16-14-2. I'm going to make sure I look to make sure you know exactly what it says. It says, it is the intent. Look at that. The intent of the Georgia General Assembly that this chapter apply to an interrelated pattern of criminal activity motivated by or the effect of which is pecuniary gain or economic or physical threat or injury. This chapter shall be liberally construed to effectuate the remedial purposes embodied in this operative provisions. Let's break that down. Now, what they're saying to you, this is the Georgia General Assembly. So these are the legislators that have put forth this law. All right. So before you even get to the RICO, they're telling you that if you are an individual that has engaged in the interrelated, interrelated pattern. They are looking at your history and they are evaluating the decisions that you have made from a certain time period up until now. And they're looking for a correlation between the two where the focus was either you attempting to exert some physical force in a form of a threat or injury on a person or for some type of financial gain. So when you start to look at situations between YFN, Lucci, and Nut, and all these other people that are associated and that are around, see the guilty by association around, these issues of violence are happening around you. And now it's starting to become very clear within the lens that there is a consistent pattern of behavior and it just plays into the name it plays into the songs it plays into the imagery of a young thug so the more that I start to peel these layers back the more it's becoming difficult for me to separate between young thug and Jeffrey Williams because the character has become reality.
So then let's take it a step further. So we recognize that they're looking at this from a liberal. When you hear that term liberal from a statutory interpretation perspective, you recognize that they're looking at any way to attach you to the crime. Liberal, as open as possible. So when you hear that term liberal, I want you to be thinking about something that is open-minded, right? I am look I am willing to look at things more openly in evaluating whether you, young thug, have engaged in this particular criminal activity. All right. Now, let's get to this next part. It shall be unlawful for any person through a pattern of racketeering activity or proceeds derived therefrom to acquire or maintain directly or indirectly any interest in or control of any enterprise, real property or personal property of any nature, including money. I repeat, it shall be unlawful for any person through a pattern of racketeering activity or proceeds derived therefrom to acquire or maintain directly or indirectly any interest in or control of any enterprise, real property or personal property of any nature, including money. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. See, what they're saying is the activities that you are engaged in known as racketeering, right? The activities that you are engaged in known as racketeering. They're saying the racketeering activity can include, but is not limited to, drug crimes, homicide, battery, arson, burglary, forgery, theft, robbery, kidnapping, fraud, human trafficking. See, what they've done is they've created all of these different to attempt to attach you to that. So when you start looking at all the charges, that's how you get so many charges. It's like, nah, this one, this one is a battery. This one right here is a robbery. This one was a burglary. This one was arson. This one was. Next thing you know, you looking up, you're like, whoa, whoa. This not even this. Nah, this is. But see, they're looking at a, they're looking to create a pattern. Because the first, the first, the first tactic. Is the scare tactic. So they 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 see that by creating as many charges as possible and making you think that you have no other option, that you will capitulate, that you will cop out and you will take a plea. That's the goal. The goal is to win. And so to win, I need you to serve time. To win, I need you to pay a fine. And so to get that to happen, I'm going to send you paperwork. I'm going to drown you in paperwork. And I'm going to make you feel that it is so burdensome, that it is so overwhelming that you capitulate to my will. That is power. That is power. That whether you want to or not, you're going to do what I want you to do. Serve time.
Mr. Williams. That's their goal. Okay. So the reason why we discuss directly or indirectly is because it doesn't have to be young thug actually committing the crime is that he's indirectly in the position of being able to lead the organization. So because he started YSL, young stoner's life, young snitching life is looking like, because he started YSL, they're looking to say, okay, you are in control of this entire operation. And because you are in control of this entire operation, you were the person that executed these crimes that are known as engaging in racketeering activity. So you were the person that profited from this battery or this drug trafficking or this and this and that, da, 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 da. Now, see the part that, the part about Young Thug, the part about Young Thug's case that is very, very unfortunate is something that a lot of people overlook. It's Title 16-14-6, Provision A-1. It says, any superior court may, after making due provisions for the rights of innocent persons, enjoin violations of code section 16-14-4 by issuing appropriate orders and judgments, including but not limited to ordering any defendant to divest himself of any interest in any enterprise, real property, or personal property. Man, this is about is oh Lord. Do you know what that means? Ordering any defendant to divest himself of any interest in any enterprise, real property, or personal property. Give it up. It no longer belongs to you. You profited from criminality and all of those profits that derive therefrom, that criminal behavior, shall be divested. And no longer belongs to you. So in effect, this has the natural consequence of draining your wealth. So when you look at the racketeering charges and you see between 2013 to 20, 2022, and you look at that time frame, that's when that's when Young Thug ascended within the hip hop industry. That's when he started making all of his money. That's when he was making, you know, his, his deals, right? So he's making his, his uh, multi-million dollar deals or, you know, performing at concerts and doing touring. See, the, the, the part that becomes very critical for people to analyze is the time frame in which they're alleging that you engaged in this quote unquote behavior, because on the back end of that, the remedial provisions, right? The remedial consequences for you engaging in this behavior, the way I'm going to punish you is that I'm going to have you divest all of your interests and in everything that you own. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Everything that you own, I want you to peep that. Any enterprise, that's why it's sell. Any real property, your houses, any personal property, your watches, which you got people attempting to sue him. 
for unpaid watches. It's just getting it's it's really it's really 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 getting heavy. It's really really getting heavy. And I'm gonna read read this read this next part. It says any person who is injured by reason of any violation of 16-14-4 shall have a cause of action for three times the actual damages sustained and where appropriate punitive damages. Any person who is injured, right? Any person who is injured by him committing this crime shall, meaning must, have a cause of action for three times the actual damages sustained. They taking them to the cleaners, man. This is this whole the whole play, right? The whole play is see the way the court system works. This is a capitalist society. This is a this is a a, a corporate engine, and so this is why, regardless of what happens, whether you you you're innocent or you're guilty. Just think about it from the standpoint of a traffic stop. They want you to pay something. Even if you, you, you plead no low, they, they want you to still pay something because, again, this is how everybody eats. So. The nature of this, I want young people to understand this, the nature of the system is predator and prey. And once the system known as the predator catches you, traps you, or you walk into the trap, you are its prey. And if you are somebody's prey, you are at their mercy. And if you are at their mercy, there is no grace. See, that's power. You know, everybody, that's real power. When I can take everything that you work for, everything that you work for for the past 10 years, and I can take it like that because of something that you did, because of what you told. I, I want people to understand Everything is not meant to be shared online. So when you go live, be conscious of what you say. Be conscious of what you do. If you know that you're going to be engaging in illegal activity, why are you doing this on video? If you know that you're going to be doing something that is criminally related, that you could possibly be doing time for, why are you live streaming it? Attention. Attention is the new currency. Now, it's getting crazy. It's getting, it's getting spooky over here, man. It's, it's really... Whew. Man. You know, there's a... There's a quote that states... If you tell a lie often enough and frequent enough, eventually it becomes the truth. The reason why the power of the tongue is so important is because regardless of the difference, the distinction between Jeffrey Williams 
and Young Thug, the more that he perpetuated, the more that the industry pushed this narrative of him being this archetype of a thug. The more that he was alleged to have been engaging in criminality, the more that he rapped about it, the more that he talked about it, the more that he was shown in videos acting with it and about it. The more people believed it. The more people wanted to test it. And so when you're thinking about who you are, where you are, specifically for my men, Focus on building. Focus on creating and being conscious of the imagery that is attached to you. So again, this, this is episode two, gunplay. And look, man, stay vigilant, I am. Stay be conscious of what you put out there. What is the intent behind it? Is this righteous or is it not? And always remember that with great power comes great responsibility. God put you in a position where you can make millions of dollars. There's no need for you to be engaging into criminality or even playing into that character but see again the more you perpetuate something the more you start to believe it, you start to embrace it and so this is a very very unfortunate situation all the way around but this is definitely a learning tool and the fight's not over right the fight's not over he was recently denied bond but the fight's not over so we're gonna definitely be coming back revisiting this but i wanted to at least give a contextual lens on, on how deep this can go, on the consequences, on what can happen to you based on the decisions that you make. It's your boy.